Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Making Your Impact. I am so pleased to have you here with me. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for The Dragonfly Home, a nonprofit in Oklahoma City that serves survivors of human trafficking. I'm also a writer, speaker, and attorney, and you can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. Well, on today's episode, I'm going to talk about my 21 for 2021, and Yes, I know that it's springtime, but you know what? It's never too late to talk about goals on this show. Most people I know who listen to this show, you know, the kind of people who want to make their impact in the world, which I'm assuming you want to do as well. We're just, we're goal setters. And you might not be the kind of person who likes to set goals at the beginning of the year. I totally understand that. I did put together this list at the end of last December. For me, I really like the fresh clean slate of a new year. I love that week between Christmas and New Year's and anticipating the new year, thinking about the previous year, what I want to change, what I want to accomplish. And I adopted this idea of setting like 20 for 2020, 19 for 2019. I heard about it first through a friend, but the person who I really started learning about this idea from was an author and podcaster and speaker named Gretchen Rubin, which if you have listened to any past episodes of this show, I'm going to bank on you having heard about her. I've talked about her books. You can find past episodes about her book, The Four Tendencies, as well as her book, Better Than Before. She has helped me a ton in making my impact and figuring out how to kind of design my life in such a way that balances making my impact, creates time for making my impact, and then also helps me think about those other areas of my life as well. I can't recommend her enough. But also, this is something I also learned from her in the four tendencies. You might be somebody who isn't super into making New Year's resolutions. They might seem totally arbitrary to you, which I got to say, I do understand. I do not limit myself to only setting goals at the beginning of the year You know, I get into August and I think, you know, this would be a great goal. Nope, I cannot start it until 2022. Of course not. I just sort of add that to the old goal repertoire. And let's be honest, by August, there might be some things on this list that have totally fallen by the wayside. And let's just say that they get replaced with something else. But I will say too, this list is something that I put a lot of thought into and it actually didn't take me that long to put it together. And I think that's because I am so familiar with my goals. I try to keep track of them. And that is something I just learned over time. The nice thing about making a list like this is I revisit it more and more and it helps me stay focused on what I really want to accomplish in life. There's so much that happens on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, making my impact is hugely important to me, but I also recognize, and I say this a ton, making your impact doesn't happen in a vacuum. Life also happens. And so by setting these goals, you'll notice that some of them are making your impact related, but the ones that might not directly relate to those goals relate to parts of my life that will enable me to do that, whether they are self-care, self-care in a lot of different ways, personal, health-related, 
spiritual goals. And in fact, as I was reviewing this list, I wanted to make sure that I had something from a lot of different areas of life. And as I looked at the list, I thought, actually, I really do. And I judged that based on the self-care wheel. That's something that we have talked about. If you look at past episodes that are about self-care, I will use the self-care wheel to sort of guide that. Self-care wheel was developed by people in what's called like the helping industry. So these are therapists, psychologists, social workers, and there are six categories, right? Because these are these are professions that are prone to burnout. They are people who are dedicating a lot of their life to helping others, to taking on other people's burdens. I think that's a really good tool for you in making your impact as well. Because if you're wanting to make the world a better place, then I feel like there's a pretty good chance that you feel a lot of responsibility for the state of the world. That's a pretty heavy responsibility. So the self-care wheel helps us to balance out, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves in a lot of different ways. And so I think that that is a good tool to use when setting something like 21 for 2021, or maybe you're like, I only want to do five in 2021. That's okay. I say go for it. Do one in 2021. Buck all the traditions. Do 50 in 2021. It might be a lot, but I don't know you. You might be like, yeah, I'm going to totally do it. All right. And here is my list. Number one, work on my Parks and Inspiration podcast. Oh, yes. I have a second podcast I'm working on. And I know that's a lot, but it comes straight out of my passion and true adoration for the TV show Parks and Recreation. And so I have slowly but surely been working on episodes of my new podcast, Parks and Inspiration, a Parks and Rec rewatch podcast. In that show, I watch through episodes and I talk about how the characters are making their impact. It's really like a marriage of this podcast and Parks and Recreation. It's super fun. And I love getting to analyze through each character more in depth, like all these thoughts have just been living in my head about these characters for so long. And now I get to actually talk about them to anyone who wants to listen. I feel like a lot of people love that show because you got the Leslie Nopes of the world, right? Who want to change the world and look to that character as a role model. But you know, Ron Swanson makes his impact. Ben Wyatt, super impacty super hot. Also, you know, and then you know, April Ludgate begrudgingly makes her impact. It's pretty cool just kind of tracking through those characters. So if you are interested in that, check it out. Parks and Inspiration, a Parks and Rec rewatch podcast. I got those links on my website, melissaike.com. Okay, number two, develop my meal prep process for keeping both my kitchen freezer and Olaf, my freezer chest in my garage, full. Also, if you've been following this show, you will have heard me talk about my mega meal prep days. It's where I try to take one day or maybe a day and a half a month and create enough meals for the month. Usually they're meals that I put in the freezer and that's been a real learning curve. It has taken a lot to get used to having a higher grocery bill all at once, figuring out what variety of foods I want and not getting tired of them. And then one of my dreams came true in 2020. I had been, I had started researching freezer chests in summer of 2019. And I wanted one because I thought, wow, if I really go for it, I could create more than a month's worth of food. (laughs) 
take two or two and a half days. I've sort of gotten there, but it is honestly, it's a process. I'm one person. And so I am still not used to buying that much food in bulk all at once. And it is a mental shift and it takes probably some mathing to figure out servings and something that I am still perfecting. But I'll tell you what, even though I haven't probably used him to his fullest extent, Olaf, oh, that's what I named my freezer chest because Frozen, I've only even seen that movie once and it's probably been six years ago at least, but you know, he's a memorable character. So I haven't used Olaf to his full extent, but I'm super glad that I have him. He's my little freezer pal. And this year I'm going to make better use of him. Number three, do a devotional every day. I've mentioned on the show, I am a person of faith and I know that doing just a simple like Bible study, I mean like spending five minutes a day even in something like that just sets me up better for the day helps me find a better headspace, reminds me of my priorities, the way that I want to live my life, what I want to reflect in my life and in my faith. Try to be like Jesus. He was great. And so like, you know, that would be ideal. Got a long way to go, you know, but doing a devotional every day, I know would definitely just give me a sense of mental, spiritual, emotional well-being. I know that because when I do it, those things happen. Number four, improve my supplement routine. You guys, this is a carryover from 2020. In 2020, I set the, I, I put on my list, get a pillbox to remind me to take my vitamins every day. I got a pillbox and then I'm telling you, so dumb. I couldn't figure out really where to put it. It's ugly. It's unseemly. I don't know if I'm using that word right. It's super ugly and takes up more space than you would think. Maybe I just need to get, I got a fancy one that has two slots per day and it just takes up too much room and it's ugly. And I would end up kind of hiding it. And then guess what? I would forget to take the supplements. So I haven't perfected that yet. So I'm going to work on that again this year. I'll keep you posted because let me tell you what we learned last year was that vitamin D is super important to keep up on for immunity. That's what Dr. Fauci told me. And so I'm sticking to it. Number five, engage in time blocking, better time blocking for my nonprofit, my work at my nonprofit Dragonfly, for my small business, for my personal time. Time blocking, I know, is super effective. Everyone talks about it in productivity. I have personally done it sometimes and seen the positive benefits of that, but it will get away from me sometimes. Isn't that funny? Just like with the supplements, I know something is good for me and I know that I'm happier when I do it, but then it'll still get away from me. So for me, like during my day, time blocking in the morning to do the most intimidating tasks, to do my creative tasks always works better. Saving things like meetings and administrative work for the afternoon is so much better. (laughs) I'm so glad when I do that. And yet I forget. So I'm going to get better at this this year. Okay. Number six, boost my parasympathetic system. The sympathetic system, the opposite of it, is everything that kicks into high gear when we are stressed out. So it is where the, it kicks into gear when our fight or flight kicks in, right? Our amygdala starts pumping, pumping out energy, adrenaline, cortisol, 
other stressy type hormones and, and chemicals in our body so that we can run from or fight off a bear attacking us or something. Um, except now we view that as like someone in traffic or work deadlines. And then that stressor never really goes away. And so you have a ton of people living with chronic stress, which, hi, hello, I definitely am. Before we found a dragonfly, definitely since we found a dragonfly, I'm just a stressy kind of person. And it's not good for that to just go unchecked because it starts to have negative impacts on our health. I'm actually doing another episode on this very topic as the word parasympathetic is actually the word, my word, for 2021. Kind of a weird word. And yet I'm super into it. I started working on this a little bit in 2020. So the parasympathetic system is what helps our heart rate slow down, our blood pressure go down. It releases like positive hormones in the body, aids our digestion, and and just counteracts all of the frenzy of the sympathetic system. But when we don't actually engage the parasympathetic system, then that par- the sympathetic one can just like run out of control. So I'm not going to go into all of that, but things like breathing, the way we eat, meditation, different things like that are all f- very simple things that we can do to boost the parasympathetic system. So I'm looking into that a lot this year. Number seven, step up my skincare routine. I do pretty well with skincare. I always wash my makeup off. I wash my face every night. I put in a nice, good, creamy moisturizer, do little dabs of cream around my eyes and my face and whatnot. But I know that there is more I could do and probably some different products I could try. But then also, you guys, the back of my hands, the back of my hands, especially in the winter, but even not in the winter, they're just so dry and... If I don't keep on top of them a lot, even when I do, they will get dry and crack sometimes even in the summertime. So I am wanting to work on that as well this year. Number eight, continue reducing sugar and refined carbs from my diet. I had not really made this one of my written goals, but really starting back in... Oh, the middle of 2019, I just started taking small step after small step after small step to make that change. And that's far more effective for me. Like I'm not where I want to be with this, but I look back and I am definitely not where I was. I With stuff like this that I want to establish in my life and make it a habit that sinks in, sinks into my core and becomes part of who I am for the rest of my days. Doing little steps at a time every single day, starting to adopt those mentalities is so much more effective for me and I think a lot of people than like some big, huge sweeping change. I've seen it so much and I'm just going to continue doing that this year. Number nine, sort of related, increase my vegetable intake. Now listen, I like vegetables. I actually, I really like vegetables and I like a variety of them. But since I do, you know, I create, I cook these frozen meals and I love like a good roasted carrot, roasted squash, roasted zucchini. I would like to get more fresh stuff into my life, especially leafy greens, because they're just packed with all of the, you know, vitamins and minerals and stuff like that. And so my problem is that I will sometimes get 
like a salad bag and one, it's either recalled for some potential outbreak. So I gotta figure out what to do about that. Or two, I'm just not in the habit of eating it. And I will say, I'm gonna go on the record and say this is the most un-Leslie Nope thing about me because she makes it very clear that salad is horrible. And I actually like it. I actually like salad. And not just like the meat and the cheese and dressing and stuff like that. I actually don't eat too much salad dressing. I don't know why I'm whispering. I guess I just I just don't want to invalidate myself as a Leslie Nope person. But I probably would have gone to Sue's salads and I would have been okay with it. Don't don't tell don't tell the creators of the show, Mike Sure and Greg Daniels, that that's the case. I'm going to increase my vegetable intake. Number 10. This also, we got, oh, 10 and 11 are returning goals from 2020 as well. One, get more houseplants. Two, learn how to repot plants. I love plants. I love greenery and I have one single little pothos that really needs to be repotted. I could blame this on the pandemic. I could say, hey, like I was going to a garden store. Not so much, you all, but I could have figured out a way. (laughs) I just didn't do it. Oh, I totally could have. And so I also might need to ask for plants for like my birthday or maybe like a gift certificate to a greenhouse or something. But I just love them. They just bring me so much joy. So why not get one? All right, number 12. I want to branch out with my podcast guests for this show. I want to branch out to people who aren't just my friends or family. I feel like it's probably pretty common to start out with guests like that. And I've been so thankful for all of my friends and family who have guested on the show. And I will continue to have some of them on as a repeat guests. However, I see news articles about people doing awesome things. And I'll think that person should be on my podcast. And I just don't even invite them. I just don't, I forget about it. I also have some people here locally who I know, but they are acquaintances, you know, people I see a few times a year and they would be fantastic as guests on the show. Why haven't I invited them? We could have done Zoom, you guys. So in 2021, get ready, look for some new guests, people who I don't just talk to all the time. All right. Number 13, finish reading physical books. Finish listening to my audiobook. So in November, I had this awesome day where I cleared off every surface in my house. Listen, I love a clean, clear surface. I like surfaces that don't have a lot of clutter or knickknacks on them. Just seeing a clean surface literally makes me feel happiness. So I just had stuff piled up. Not ton of stuff, but I had stuff piled up everywhere. So I thought one day I took a laundry basket and I went into each room and anything that was on the surface, I put in a laundry basket and I put it all on my table in my living room. And the stack of books was huge, was a few feet tall, not even exaggerating. I just had books tucked away here and there and here and there. And I didn't want to put them away because I didn't want to forget to read them. But then none of them got read because they were just all over everywhere. So 
I created a section just for those books on my bookshelf, and I made a list of physical books and then also some audiobooks I have that I have never listened to or haven't finished listening to. And I chose one book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And I only left that book out and I put the list as like a bookmark in that book so that I could very satisfyingly cross the books off the list as I finished them. And I am so stoked about this plan. I loved it. I was like, oh, this combines so many of my favorite things. One, clearing surfaces. Two, organizing things on my bookshelf so that they are nice and neat and I know where they all are. Three, making a list that I can feel like I've given myself a gold star for by crossing things off of it. And it seemed like there was going to be a fourth one. Oh, how about this? Reading. <laughs> also a fourth thing that I enjoy doing. I loved this plan. Okay, number 14. All right. Do my Christmas cards and my Christmas prep again in the summer. I did that in 2020 and I loved it. The day after... Thanksgiving. Was it the day after or a couple days after Thanksgiving? I was working on something and I'd had my cards done in late July or early August. Late July, I think. I had them all written out, addressed, stamps on them, everything. Just waiting for Thanksgiving to put those bad boys in the mail. And Thanksgiving came and went. And a couple days later, I happened to see that I reached into the basket where I stored all of them and I suddenly, I gasped. (gasps) I was like, oh my gosh, I can send these now. And I love driving to the post office and putting things in the mailbox. Why? I don't know. Why is that fun for me? I can't tell you, but I get a thrill out of it every time. Every time. I love going to the post office. So, And also, by the way, I loved that I was able to send out nice, friendly cards to people. A few people sent me text messages or posted photos that I was the first Christmas card they got. So I'm like, ba-bam, I got first Christmas card status. (laughs) It was just, again, a lot of things that I like wrapped up into one. Not only that, but I loved working on it in July. It felt like a little teensy bit of a Christmas spirit in the middle of summer, which is a time of year that I don't particularly care for. All around, great plan. Really enjoyed it. A plus. Definitely want to do that again. Number 15. Ah, yeah. Build out making your impact shop with products. Okay. So back in 2020, I started an Etsy shop. You may or may not have seen it at this time. You can access it on my website under the shop tab or on Etsy. It's called Making Your Impact Shop. And I just started designing mugs, mugs on mugs on mugs. I have a few that have messages that are that are making your impact related. Like it's a good day to kick some ass. But then also like a cleaner version. It's a good day to change the world. Both empowering. Got a version for people who like the word ass and who don't like the word ass, basically. And then a few other others with sayings. I designed all of them myself. And then I have a series of mugs where they are encouraging for people who have different kind of impact-making, world-changing jobs. So, gosh, what do I even have on there? All kinds of teachers. I tried every subject I could think of. Writers, therapists, doctors, physician assistants, 
therapists, social workers. There's so many. And I keep adding to it because I keep thinking of different professions. The first mug I sold was to someone who bought a gift for his son or daughter. And it was the social studies teacher. And the mug says, I'm just a social studies teacher changing the world every day. And then in parentheses, it says NBD. No big deal. Just changing the world, shaping the future, you know, broadening minds. So, oh, it gave me so much happiness. It is a way for me to take this message of making your impact and share it with the world and incorporate it into people's daily lives where they're sipping on that coffee, remind them that what they're doing is important. Again, it's all the things I love wrapped up into a little coffee mug, which holds a beverage that I love very much. But there are other examples of products that I want to build out, such as apparel and decorative items. And so I'm going to totally do that in 2021. Number 16. Oh boy, we're almost there, guys. Continue organization of my papers. So my friend Allie Dethridge has a book that came out in January called Sort by Season. And her method is categorizing your house into four different categories. Categorize them into categories. That's right. I said it. I'm sticking with it. Divided into four different categories of areas that right now need organization and your categories can change. And it's supposed to be like a relaxing, encouraging way to just slowly go through those categories or quickly choosing one for each season. So for me, I picked closets, papers, my bedroom, which also includes my personal bathroom. And then I did kitchen and garage because they are close to each other. And my house at this point is pretty well decluttered. That's really what her book is about, decluttering things, not so much the organization. She's careful to specify that. And so I started doing that in November of last year. So I'm counting that as my winter project. I guess hopefully by the time you're hearing this episode, I will have completed that here. I'm I'm recording this a little in advance. And so that means that in the springtime, it's time for my next category. But anyway, I started going through my papers and I got rid of a system of filing that I hated and I've hated for like a decade, which is using file folders like hanging files in a small plastic bin that was so heavy. It was ridiculous. And so I went through all of those and started organizing them into like binders and things like that. Probably sounds boring, was immensely satisfying for me. And now I just know where everything is so much better. I love it. Number 17, go through, oh, this is also decluttering. Go through my bedroom and bathroom stuff. Again, that's what I have written down, stuff. I definitely want to do that. So I don't have a ton of clothes. I keep pretty on top of the clothes I have. Granted, I wore very few of them in 2020. Very few of them, except for tank tops and comfy pants. That was my quarantine pandemic uniform. Maybe it still is, but... I want to go through all of that stuff and just continue to weed things out every year. So definitely want to do that. Also, want to just, I just want to make sure that I'm using what I have. I get a lot of satisfaction out of maximizing the usage of things that I already own. So, and like just making sure I know that I have them and I don't forget about them. I find that super helpful. 
Number 18, use up all my remaining pens. Oh my gosh. See, it brings me so much joy just to even say it. So this was also a, an idea that I got from reading Gretchen Rubin's Better Than Before. She didn't explicitly say this in her book. It was something that I derived from it. So she goes through a bunch of things that she calls distinctions. One of the distinctions was, are you somebody who likes to finish things or open things, start or finish? And I realized that I am definitely like a completionist. I enjoy using every last drop of something. And so this is something that I adopted in 2019 and I've used, continue to do throughout 2020 and made a lot of progress. I had pens everywhere. I had pens that I had had for years, markers that I'd had for minimum 10 years, if not longer, all kinds of stuff. And I thought, I just want to use this stuff up. And so with doing morning pages, that has helped me get through a lot of my pens. And then my thought is, I know exactly which pens I really love writing with and which I don't get any joy out of writing with some using up all the ones that don't bring me so much joy is taking me literally a couple years, but oh, whenever a pen runs out, I'm like, ah, yes, I have another one bites the dust. I think I usually say some version of that literally out loud to myself. I just love it so much. So I'm going to continue down that path as if I could stop myself at this point. Number 19, three more to go, you all. Get some piano music and play my piano. As of this summer, I will have had my piano for 30 years and I always enjoy playing it. I don't know how good I am at it, but for a long time now, a long time, like a few years, I thought, why don't I just buy some piano music and learn some new songs just for the fun of learning something new, super good for your brain, super self-care-ish. And, and so I have almost bought piano music. You can get it online now. I always thinking that I had to go to music stores because the last time that I did that, I should support local businesses. But I will say last year when I was ordering literally everything online, I think that's when I discovered that you could get piano music online, but it's just so much easier than when I was a kid. And I know that that would be really good for me and that I would really enjoy it. Number 20, put up my outdoor Christmas lights in November. I was going to do that last year. And then I had a little minor injury that healed very quickly, was not any kind of long-term issue, but it happened just as I was planning to put up my outdoor lights. And even though it was not a bad injury, I just didn't want to aggravate it by like climbing up and down a bunch of times on a stool. Ugh, ugh. As the Brits would say, I'm gutted that I didn't get at my Christmas lights outside because my neighbors had some nice lights up and here I was with just, with just decorations on the inside. So I'm going to take care of that this year. And finally, this might be the only thing that is actually about purchasing something. There are purchases that are probably necessary for these other goals, but this is a purchase goal. This is what I wrote. Get a really nice vlogging camera. And I'm not going to go into that. I got some plans and they might be some very YouTube plans, but that's all I'm going to say for now. I'll just leave it at that. I got my eye on a couple different makes and models from recommended by people whom I follow. And so I might try to get one of those this year. They're quite expensive, but why not aim high in life, right? There you have it. My 21 for 2021. 
like I said, I think that doing something like this is super helpful for you as you are wanting to make your impact just reminding yourself of those things, making sure that you're taking care of yourself in all areas of your life. If you got 21 for 2021 and you want to share them, I'd love to hear what any of your lists are because we can take inspiration from each other. We can cheer each other on. So let me know. Now, my friends, it is time for a segment that is called I Tried a Thing. In today's I Tried a Thing, I'm going to tell you about a thing I tried. And the thing that I tried is Duolingo. This is not sponsored by Duolingo. This is just simply an app that I tried. I'm a language person. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in French. And I I taught college French for four years. I lived and worked in France for a year. And this is all obviously before I went to law school. And so even though my career has pivoted away from that, I love language. I love linguistics. I was planning to get a PhD in linguistics. That's how much I love language. It comes very naturally to me. Also, my oldest brother is a French professor. My sister is an English as a Second Language, a director of an English as a Second Language program at a college in the Chicago area. All three of us are lingu- have this like linguistic focus. And I just, I love the, the workings of language. I love figuring out grammar. Oh man. And yet I hadn't learned a new language in so long. French is like a part of my identity. I might forget some vocab words here and there. I might forget some idiomatic expressions in terms of being able to like produce them out of my head. But French will always be a part of me because I studied it from the age of 13 to 23, literally, with barely a break in there. Uh, And then I worked on it. I worked full time in French for four more years after that. So 13 to 27, really. Yeah, it's a huge part of who I am. I had dabbled in Spanish, which I also really enjoyed and uh, was pretty easy for me just because of its similarities structurally and, and with the vocabulary to French. I was reading a book by Amy Landino, who is one of my favorite YouTubers, something of a virtual mentor for me. And she had used, I don't remember now if it was Duolingo or not, she had used it to learn Italian because her husband has super strong Italian heritage and they visited there. And in her book, Good Morning, Good Life, which I highly recommend, I'll be talking about in an upcoming episode, she talked about doing some form of mastery in life, especially in the morning as a way to enrich your mornings. And she mentioned learning a language. And you guys, I had heard of Duolingo and Babbel and I don't know, they I'd heard about those things for years, years, and had never once considered learning a language. And I literally, I was like, oh. And I thought to myself in an instant with no prior thought, I'm going to learn Swedish on Duolingo. Swedish? Swedish? Where did that even come from? All I can figure is, I mean, that movie Eurovision with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams came out on Netflix, but they were supposed to be Icelandic. (laughs) I was totally obsessed with the music from that movie for the whole second half of 2020. And the woman who sang Rachel, Rachel McAdams parts is Swedish. Is that where it came from? I saw that she and I share a birthday. Is that where that came from? I don't know. I will say this though. I grabbed Duolingo. I put it on my phone and that day I started learning Swedish. It's really hard to pronounce. 
but I loved it. Oh my gosh, so much. I was like, this is more rewarding for me and more fun for me than any video game I've ever played. That's just me. I'm not putting down video games. Of course not. But for me, oh my gosh, I love it. And I'm telling you from a linguistic standpoint, I mean, in the Swedish, at least, it's really good. It teaches you things in context, learning a language in some form of context rather than a list of rules enormously important. That was hammered into me when I was teaching French. Contextual learning is so important. And they use a lot of pictures and fun little reward sounds. You get, it's game, it's gamification, right? You can get points toward things. You earn achievements, which I love. It can be competitive with other people at times. And it's just so rewarding. So listen, Duolingo. I was super surprised and impressed with it. And I have loved learning Swedish. And I thought, oh, I've always wanted to visit Sweden and, well, all the countries, but Sweden, oh, so beautiful. And I thought, well, now maybe I can say something to people there. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> this is the only thing I'm thinking of right now. Ja etter nutshut. I eat meat. That's literally the first sentence that came to mind with what I have learned so far. But I mean, I never would have thought that I could just say that in Swedish with no thought. So, hey, I think I said that right. That's goodbye. Goodbye to this feature. And let's move on to some impact highlights from this episode. These are some things that I think could help you on your journey to making your impact in the context of setting a list of goals for the year. Number one, it's never too late to set goals, whether it's the beginning of the year or in the spring or Labor Day in September or like a few weeks before 2022 starts. Whatever you want to set a goal is great. Just set the goal. Number two, think about setting goals for different areas of your life and balancing it out. And a good tool here is the self-care wheel to guide you in setting goals that will benefit all sorts of different areas of your life, like physical goals, professional goals, spiritual, personal, uh, psychological, and relational. I think I hit all of them. But yeah, look up the self-care wheel. It could give you some good inspiration. And number three, setting goals is great, but reminding ourselves of them is super important. So put your goals in a place, print them out or write them down, but put them in a place where you can see them regularly so that you don't forget what you actually want to achieve. Now let's wrap up today's episode with your question of the app. Which of these impact highlights resonates with you the most? Leave your answer to the question of the app on the post for this episode on any of my social media channels by searching Melissa Ike, that's E-I-C-K, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or at MJ Ike on Twitter. I'll be back next week with more to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make a positive difference in the world. Until then, please subscribe to this podcast to get inspired and remember that the world needs you to make your impact.